podcast. Welcome to it. <laughs> uh, episode 149. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about three movies today. We're talking about the Gates of Hell trilogy. Thank you to Sam Edwards, who actually joined. He's been gone for a while. He joined just so we could put this in into the fucking into the bucket. Say, hey, I want to hear about this movie. Put it in. All right. And so we're going to do it today. But yeah, we're rushing around. Uh, it's all because of me. So I guess uh, <laughs> this will be our bullshit because uh, we only have like a couple hours today instead of our usual couple hours plus because of me, because of me, full disclosure. I uh, So check it out. <sighs> okay. So last night I set up this handy dandy thing. Does it sound okay? Am I good? You sound great. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Looks like well, you got a big cock coming at you. Yeah. There's the cover art for the show right there. That, that visual that we just saw. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just happy to be here now. I did, I'm just happy to be here. It's like he's having a if you were here an hour ago. <laughs> I know. Tease me all you want. Exactly. Holy shit. I'm so fucked up. I'm going listen to this. So, so last night. We're talking last week or the week before about mic stands, and I'm thinking, holy shit, I've been in this room all this time. And before, I think I explained it, I couldn't fit the thing. It wouldn't fit in the thing, the part that you screw on the bottom in the other room. But since I've been in this room, it never once occurred to me <laughs> that I could just put it on this table. This is how dumb I am. I'm like, wait a minute. This is a thin, this is a regular table now, like a desk. I could try it in here. So last night, I get the idea. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I got an hour or so to kill. I go digging in this. I had this little thing underneath my stairs like a like a cubby hole type thing it's not people? that big there's stuff in it yeah a peephole whatever the fuck it is people <laughs> people under the stairs not people under the stairs that's our movie people <laughs> under the stairs <laughs> oh my god it's a glory hole <laughs> <laughs> wow people under the stairs Whew. oh boy so last night I go looking for this thing. That um, big black cock came at you. That's right here. I used to have this stand and I put it in the back. I was mad. I knew I could never use it. I, was, I put it in the fucking in that cubby hole. I don't know where it is. So now I'm like, I know it's there somewhere. So I go in there last night. I, I rummage around for about fucking 20 minutes. I finally find the thing. I bring it out. I'm already. Now there's this little tiny thing, which I'm see, I'm sure C may be familiar with. It's a, a screw that goes into the top that actually screws into the back of your mic. It's, it's a little tiny piece about that big. It's a screw here. It's the bottom part is the screw in part. The top part is the, is the, the thicker metal. And you hang it and you put, well, I cannot find this fucking piece anywhere. I'm on my hands and knees in there. I'm sore as a fucking whore because it's so small. <laughs> in this section I'm looking in, you know, I cannot whore find this. Because <laughs> it's so small, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's not really that small, but the part that this stuff was in is the smaller part. So I'm, it's it slopes. It starts up high and it gets lower and lower because it's the stairwell, you know. So... I, I cannot find the fucking thing. I'm going crazy. So now I have to give myself props just for the moment because I'm sure by the end of this episode it'll fucking collapse. But I couldn't find that piece. I was going crazy. I could not find the piece. So I took my old mic and, you know, this thing here, the uh, fucking, you know, that thing. The whatever pop the filter? Fuck it's called. The <laughs> pop filter. Thank you. I'm, I Your sock? Up. I'm gone, dude. Okay. So my old pop filter had this thing here. And what I did was... Bottom line is this. I, I, I took the old clamp for my old pop filter, and I used that as a fucking a, – I jimmied away. I took this thing, and I screwed it here, and there's a screw thing on top 
that you the, the pop filter the other end screws into. I actually have my mic, which has two little screw holes, one on each side, balancing on one of those screw holes that I screwed in, hanging on this fucking thing right here, and then I I jimmied the other pop filter here over here to go on this little clamp and put this here. So I fucking MacGyver this thing together. Tier one it, show. I, I give it twenty. I give it twenty minutes before this thing collapses on them. Before one this, of the cats walks by and collapses this thing onto them. This is what you guys are paying for, <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah. It's like duct taped to his fucking stand. But it's here. It, I'm professional it's now. Crazy. I got it. It's, it's up close, it, right? I honestly think that Watson just wanted to see how fucking long you'd be talking into a cat box. Hey, I'm going to suggest that Dave put his microphone into a box and let's see if this prick does it. And he did for three years. <laughs> you might have. Oh, the joke is on you, so Watson. The is up. Sorry. There's more. There's no, more to this fascinating no story. Oh, here we are. There's lots more. I mean, uh, so I got to bed last night. I'm feeling fine. You know, yesterday I had some pizza. I had some dried mangoes. Before bed, I had something else. I don't know what the fuck happened. And I had a couple combos. But bottom line is, is I went to bed. My wife is working. She's getting out at noon. So I I, I might be wrenching her because I left the toilet paper fucking thing empty. But I ran out of time and ran down here because I got the, the message from you guys. So You left her the roll, though, right? Just roll <laughs> I, as long as she can mudflap it. She could mudflap She could be using the handle. <laughs> yes, she could if, in case I forgot. But. When she gets out at noon, we're finishing at noon, so I'll beat her to the punch. We're okay. But, boom, maybe she gets out early. Who knows? But anyway, uh, I go to bed last night. You know, I set my alarm for 9.55, pardon me, for 8.55. And I'll tell you why, which means I wake up at 9 because I'm recording at 10. This is what's going on in my fucking head. Okay? So now, when I did the summer series last week and the fucking week before, (laughs) it was a 10 o'clock start. So for whatever reason, because I did that twice in the last fucking three weeks, it was in my head to set my clock for 8.55 instead of what would normally be 7.55. So up until 10 minutes ago, I'm legitimately thinking, because my mind's so fucked up, that we're recording at 10, which makes zero sense. It's always 9, and it's always off at noon, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what happened. Now, I go to bed last night. About a couple hours in, I'm waking up. I must have blown about fucking 500 farts overnight. I never farted so much in fucking one session in my life. Luckily, my wife was in there. She went, you know, I'm getting up. I'm turning on this side. I'm turning on the other side to make more come out. This All night long, this is going finally. Don't jump it in there, wife. Honey, honey, check this one out. <laughs> Sorry. I'm up in the middle. I'm fucked up. She's not there. I'm in there. I'm running to the bathroom. I got problems in my stomach. Uh, you know, I got runs going on. I, what the fuck is going on here? So I wake up this morning and I think it's 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 like, you know, time to record. I find, I look at my, I should have got up in retrospect. I look at it, it's at seven o'clock. I'm like, oh, way too early. I'm going to go back to bed. Go to the bathroom again. I finally get back to bed. Then, you know, my alarm goes off today. I get up, I go to the bathroom again. I don't know what the fuck poisoned me. It might have been those dried mangoes. Oh yeah, there. you got you caught a case of mango madness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked up though. But dried I, fruit, so... dried fruit does that to you, man. Dried fruit oh, especially. It's never happened what? before. But it, oh. my wife said once it made her sick. We've only had these mangoes in our household for about I don't know three months now, on and off. She I'm gets sure them from. I'm sure, they're delicious, but they go right through you. 
And I've never had a problem. But she said that they made her sick once, and I didn't think much of it. And I had him. I go, I'm fine, whatever. But this has to be what happened. Was, hey, was fu- it the same batch? Like, this is the batch that made oh, me try it again. for you. I, I just tested it again today to see if it's for sure. Just have a few of the dried mangoes and just see what happens. This is the best part, though. The messages. So this started yeah, at 904. We're yeah. already, Brayden, I've already been on for 15 minutes just waiting for Dave and whatever. And it's like, 904. Dave, my stomach is all fucked up, so I'm just hoping to make it in on time. Laugh out loud. Brandon, you want to reschedule? No, man, I'm fine. Just have to run to the bathroom a bit. Okay, so we figured another five minutes. Um, I even stayed up late last night to fix my mic stand finally. And I'm at like 9.30, Brandon's like, you okay? See, you are worried. Mud flap it and hop on. And then Dave's like, I'm always okay. So then we're like... Brandon and I were looking at each other. They're like, what the fuck's going on? So I, like, suggested, but I suggested you had a stroke at that point. Because when you <laughs> said, I'm always okay. I'm like, is there something wrong with Dave? Like, I'm worried about him. I go, I but it's 9.30. Want to record later? And Brandon goes, see and, see and I already recorded two or reviewed two movies already. Dave's like, I'm fine. He responds, <laughs> I'm fine. We're like, now we're like going insane. Dave's like, is he insane? And Brandon's like, is he insane? <laughs> And then, oh shit, I thought we were going on a 10. I'll be right there. Finally, Dave clicks in that he fucked up. You know what? In all that, our mistake also was not telling him that we record at nine. (laughs) We probably should have said, hey, Dave, you know we record at nine. I just thought you weren't feeling good. Your stomach was bothering you, so you needed an extra half hour. Sorry, I just fucked up my mic. Bear bear with me one sec. Uh Oh, your mic's fucked now. There you go. No, I hit something and now I might be too loud louder than normal (laughs) dude and i'm all casual i get out of the shower i was literally i I was drying i was getting out of the shower i look and i see that bee had the fucking thing on i look at it i said i'm always fine i'm fine don't worry i'm thinking i'll be there at 10 like always (laughs) this is what i'm thinking i'm mad don't worry about it what are you so fucking i'm okay i was gonna come here and give a whole fucking speech about how i never missed a recording i (laughs) nothing's ever fucked me up no matter what goes on I'm always there. I, I, I've never once called into my fucking work sick at work. And all this is true. And I can't say shit because I'm a fucking complete idiot. So what, what good is it? I, I'm here fucking, what time is it? See, and I minutes. decided this is going to be our, our last show because of what happened. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just like the time when C had to reschedule and Dave was like, maybe we should shut down production. <laughs> <and stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> what? You can't make it this week? That's it. Let's just. That was two years ago in July. I think that was 2019 in July. That's hilarious. That that always seems to pop up at the anniversary time frame. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I, oh, today's not the day to do it. I'll have it for next week's show. I'll see if I can find it. I'll search our old messages because <laughs> next week's the blow off show. We can do what we want. We'll do fucking shit like that. Oh, so anyway, I'm very sorry, guys. Oh my wow. god. I'm still sweating. I couldn't get my coffee. I didn't finish drying my hair. I'm wearing the clothes I had on from yesterday. No underwear, nothing. As soon as I saw that, it was no one time. No Commando. Underwear. And you've been oh. shitting like crazy? Oh, my God. You might you might leave a little dookie mark on the couch. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's laundry day. Oh, oh dookie. No, we're not on the couch. No, no, I'm fine. I, I'm good, man. I just, I was literally getting there. I was drying my hair. I was, had a towel wrapped around me. I was, didn't have nothing on yet. I was getting ready to fucking be cleaned and fucking, you know, get my coffee. I got no coffee now, no time to heat it up. Oh, Enough. I had two cups. Mm, I'm, I'm picture perfect. Uh, I would be. <laughs> I've had a seltzer and some water to wet my whistle. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. I haven't wet my whistle on there. Yeah, I... <laughs> There's some things I gotta maybe make a list of the things. If we're, I could save this for next show then, 
because there's a uh, I got a message from Mitchell Johnson that I meant to bring up last episode, and we Who's didn't. That? But Mitchell, who joined us on the show, I'm just oh. teasing those. <laughs> Mitchell, the way he Mitchell. said it was Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell Johnson. <laughs> so, but I'll say, I guess I'll say, Mister Freeze and Mitchell Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way that's it. I'll save it for next show now. I mean, it's going be crazy. It was just a follow-up, but I got to remember. I got to write this stuff down, what we're doing on the blow-off show. I got lots of notes blow already. Off. Now it's now it's even more. Now it's even more shit because all the stuff we were going to get into today that we now can't because of me because we got to get right into the meat and potatoes here. Then uh, it'll have to be next show. There are a lot of things, though. I'll tell you that. I have notes for this, and I'll even tell you. Some of my notes right now. Just I'll give you that. Just just so I can say I said something about it. Let's see. 150. Uh, did C take the test? Kilometers. Halloween fanboys. Top 100. Trailers. Those what are my notes. Well, I, I got to know what test. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll prep you because you probably Whoa. didn't know. <laughs> you want to you want to take it easy there? Yeah. Back up a little bit. You might want to lose. You might want to move Lexington Steel back like a couple of. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I will. Or I'll lower him or something. I don't know. Look at the peephole under the stairs just got real. <laughs> <laughs> What's in here? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, I got. <laughs> I'm still sweating. I don't know if I'm sweating or wet from the shower still. I don't know what the uh, fuck I am. It's I'm a combo. A, it might be. Don't don't even talk about combos. That might have got me sick. Holy fuck. Whew. Okay, so, pizza, combos, and dried mango? Trouble. That, that's yep. a recipe for the runs. See, I'm all fucked up. I just hope I can maintain here. But anyway, um, oh yeah, this, the test was this, see. <laughs> I said the last show. You gotta buy a bag, the bag, bag. You gotta buy a bag, a bag, yeah, he, he, he knows where it's going. He knows. Yeah. He, look how angry he is. I'm not angry. I, I just like I just I, I just want him to spit it out. Yeah, you gotta buy a bag. bag no, how else can you say that? You gotta say it that way. It sounds stupid. I'm gonna go buy a bag of bag milk. How else can you say that? Just go buy a bag of milk. Yeah, a bag of milk. Okay, okay. Go buy a bag of milk. Thank you. And buy a carton, a regular carton of milk. All right, crack them both open the same day, drink them. Two days later, do a taste test and see if the fucking the one from the bag or the one from the carton tastes different. Is the one from the carton fresh? They, and the bag they taste the same. It tastes the same. Heather's educated you guys on this <laughs> whole. Pro- no, she didn't I, was, part. I was just teasing. I had no idea that this was going to take traction <laughs> for the oh next six God. months. Of, like, well, and I don't want it to. All I want is a simple taste test from C. To do I, and I can tell you right now, C is definitely not doing this yeah. test. <laughs> I, not, I told you last episode, I've done the test for the last 40 fucking six years, 47 years. No. It's done. It's done. A bag of milk <laughs> and a carton on the same fucking 47 day. years of research. That's it. There's no way you did that. There's no way you opened them both. There's more the research. Day. There's more research in this bagged milk study than there's in cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I can't believe you. There's no way that you bought them both the same day. Why would you buy a bag and a carton the same day and open them on the same day? That makes no sense at all. There's no you way you have, did that. You guys have the best before date on them? That tells you yeah. when it's ready to go. It yeah, doesn't I, matter. I, I, bag, carton. It doesn't matter. It tastes the same. It tastes the same. 
I don't know what to tell you. It tastes the same. It tastes the same. I feel like I'm talking to Johnny Newpants. Let me say it slowly so that Johnny Newpants gets it. It tastes the same. Johnny Newpants. Johnny Newpants. I like that. Johnny Newpants. Yeah, I've been calling that for a long time, but it's so funny. That's great. Let me spell it out to you, VHS. From what we saw, and we talked about it last show. That it looks like it would spoil quicker because there's not enough coverage, and the carton looks like to me and to and to be that it would do it better. So I just want to know, for the sake of argument, if it lasts longer that way. That's all. Yeah. That's lie. it. It's not even a joke. Just, just I'm not even making. He did the test. No, I want a, a, a true answer. I want him to buy them both. I'll even take a taste test. Give me two things to fucking taste. I love taking blind taste tests. Love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, this was semen. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm blind. Oh. Delish. <laughs> it's so it's so viscous. Yeah. Oh. Viscous. It's so I love chew- going into- it's so chewy. Uh, I forgot my wife has a friend over. They're trying to book <laughs> something upstairs. And the stuff is that they don't hear your side of the conversation. They just hear the random shit that I say on this side. You know. So they hear peepholes, semen. They hear you re- steal. refer to your wife as your mother. Yeah. <laughs> I was before we recorded. Oh yeah, that's true. Twice, twice. Mama Mia. Uh. Okay. Well, maybe we should get into these movies. And uh, sorry, you don't have a regular intro, everybody. Maybe if we have time at the end, we'll bullshit some more. But don't worry. Next, we'll next show. Definitely be able to bullshit some more. This movie here. All three movies are the same. All three movies get some similar rating. We move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is good ratings. Yeah. Hey Dave, you're three hours late to the show. You okay? I'm fine. I'm always fine. <laughs> you know me. Easy going, Dave. Do you, you mind getting your easy going ass on the <laughs> We always record at a time that we've never recorded at before? Oh my god. <laughs> I was genu- I was genuinely shot. concerned. I actually thought I thought two things. I thought either you had a stroke or I thought it wasn't you. Wow. <laughs> Like I was like, I didn't put like any thought into it to be honest. I I, I was living through Brandon. Brandon's like, I guess maybe I should be concerned. It, it says a lot about my personality. I'm like now I'm like my, my God, like maybe I'm the narcissist. I I, I, I thought that Dave I got a was worried when he said I'm fine, and then he said and then he started writing like shut up the cat. He, like some things came out weird on here. I forgot. Oh what it yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah. I gotta bring that up. Let me see. What did he say? Oh, I said, oh shit! I thought we were gonna. Go on and ten. Be be right there. Okay, so he realized. Then he's like, "Son of a gun, shut up." Sorry, that we to the cat. I think he, <laughs> I think he meant to say that was to the cat. I guess he was yelling, "Shut up to the cat." Why was he? If you're yelling at the cat, why are you typing it out? <laughs> because it was on voice. So I was oh, trying. To talk, okay. And I was rushing. There's and no talking. Said, yeah. not, I forgot about the. Vo- I never used the voice, oh. and that's why it didn't dawn oh. on me. Okay. I'm oh, like, man. I was running down the stairs. I thought you were there, like. Shut up, Lucky! Be quiet, Lucky! No, no, no. See, Lucky was up my ass as usual because he couldn't help it. You know, he sees me. He's following. Getting in my way. Wants me to do this. Wants me to do that. And I said, son of a gun, shut up. I told him, you know. Oh, I thought you finally punted him through the fucking window and at the door. <laughs> there. Consider <laughs> yourself rescued. How, how, much, how much time do you have to put into it? You rescue them, then you let them go and live free. <laughs> hey, do you have any of these Italian posters? I want some. I want some of these oh. posters in their original Italian. Like, uh, I thought the same thing yesterday. They right? are so cool. 
They're yeah. so cool. They're so cool. I do not like I the Beyond one that they use. The one with the girl that looks like it looks like it's a porn movie. The girl in red. Oh, <laughs> like I love that. The Beyond. Movie. I hate that poster. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I'm I looking at the Living Dead with the bleeding eyes, but just I don't know why. Just yeah, because it's in Italian. I don't understand any of it. Just looks cool. Because <laughs> by this right, poster, we... you mark in Italian. <laughs> I'll ask Dave. Christian. Should we start with City of Living Dead, or you want to go right to Bob? <laughs> oh, we could do whatever, but whatever one you guys pick, I got the we'll same go. review and rating for all. <laughs> no, don't you? I really, I really hope there's positives here because I, I really enjoy this. Positives? Why yeah. wouldn't there be positives? What do I don't mean? know. I can't get. A, I never can get a feel for C, and I know like these, this trilogy isn't known for like having the most concise plot. I have no problems now. There was once a time I did not understand. Actually, we'll get to what we get to. All right, let me. I'll just let me just. Let's go in order. See. Well, yeah, well, of course. City of the Living Dead from 1980, written and directed by Falchi. A reporter and a psychic race to close the gates of hell. Hail the gates of hell. Hail. After, after the suicide of a clergyman caused them to open, <laughs> allowing the dead to rise from their graves. I'll That's, say this. Yeah. This movie, matter of fact. All three of these movies are my favorite Fulci. And I, I wasn't able to say that until yesterday, because I watched all three yesterday, uh, you know, in order, the whole thing, you know what I mean? And um, I got to say that they're, they're definitely my favorite Fulci. Maybe I haven't seen, actually not maybe, there's no doubt about it. I haven't seen all of his work, but I've seen them. I prefer them to New York Ripper, and I prefer them to Zombie. Uh, Zombie always loses me in the second act. I always get a little bored. And uh, New York Ripper's fine. I enjoy it. I, I, I just I think that maybe I'm just more into this type of movie or something. And what other greats does he have that are like well? The the only other one I could think of that is up there for me is Don't Torture a Duckling, which I have also seen. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that this is my favorite uh, work of Fulci's. I, I I think I agree with you. I think I agree. I watched these twice in the last week. I watched them last week because I thought we were. We were going to record July 4th, but we didn't. And then I just rewatched them again this week to refresh. And I got to say, man, the one thing about it, even as a trilogy, even as three films, they just move. They're in and out. Oh, yeah, they're not. The, the one thing about the sort of surreal nature of all three of them is that it, it always keeps you entertained. Yeah. Uh, like, like I, again, if I come across as negative, it's it, there's no negative here. It's just... There's a style that he uses that is that is um, throughout all three of these, uh, and I would agree with what Dave said earlier that I'd, I'd put New York Ripper and Zombie, and I guess Don't Torture those ones would encompass. I think the ones that I I like of uh, of Fulci. I'm, there's probably more out there. I know I've seen more. I've I've mentioned Cat in the Brain before in the past, and I actually liked that. And people are like, really? Then I rewatched it. And I'm like, what was I thinking? But at the time, I really liked it. The self-referential kind of um, take and, and the, again, it was brutal. And I like the fact that he doesn't shy away from the gore. So, like, that's why Dude, I feel this, like you could. This gore, this gore yeah. in, the, in this trilogy is top notch. And I'll say the gore in City of the Living Dead is actually, like, gross out gore. Like, ew, yeah, nasty great. gore. The others well, aren't as nasty, but they're still, like, super awesome. He seems like he was the one doing this at the time. Whereas now you'll get these a dime a dozen, if you will. Like the lower budgeted ones kind of go for this or or, or or whatever. And this was the this is what he was the pioneer of. 
Argento had more of the artistic style kills yeah. where it was like a set piece that was great. This one is a set piece in like, you knew, oh my God, that drill scene through the head. That was Gates of Hell. Because I saw this as Gates of, uh, Gates of Hell way back when. Not a City of the Living Dead until, I don't know, I even find it, charm 20 years ago. When when you, I even find charm when you could tell like the bodies are like fake. Like when you could tell they're you. Like, I like that. Which you'll yeah, find a lot in these like, movies. I like that. Like that. It works for these. Because I'd rather see oh. that oozing of blood coming out rather than a quick cutaway. Give me this any day. Linger on a fake manicarino any day over a quick cutaway. Like, there's there's absurdness <laughs> yes. here in all three of these movies. you got to watch them again with that surrealistic kind of overtone or you're not going to enjoy these movies. Well, that's, uh, literally, that's literally how they, like, even film critics and, and he would describe them is that these are just like nightmare fever dreams, all three films. And they capture that atmosphere perfectly. There's, and I yeah, think I think everything I think everything makes sense here. I think maybe he has so many things going on with different characters <laughs> and stuff that's not I don't want to say underdeveloped, just it it leaves maybe some stuff unanswered where you're like you could fill in those blanks yourself or you could just choose to ignore it. But I think one of these movies, if not all of them, would be prime for a remake. I think you get the guy who did Suspiria. And, and you have him tackle one of these faulty films. Maybe just encompass all three in, in one film. And, and deal more with the mythology behind, like, the book. Whether you're using the Book of Enoch from this one or the Book of Avon from the other. And you get more into that and, and what it all means and, and stuff like that. Well, that is a good this idea. was my favorite. This was my favorite out of the three, actually. This this is always my favorite. No, now no, now yeah. I, I don't know. I actually don't have ratings yet, but I don't, this used to be my favorite of the three. But rewatching them all, they were all so close that I honestly can't tell you right at this moment. And, and that's exactly it. They they're, they're, they are all so close in the ratings, that I, but I still think I give the edge to this one. I like the ensemble cast here. The, the craziness, the, the one thing that's weird, even within a feverish dream, even with Surreal, you guys explain it to me other than it's supernatural but again it still takes a big leap of faith to is the girl that dies who then awakes in her coffin great scary but there is a process after death that you go through that you don't just wake up suddenly oh we made a mistake we buried her and suddenly she comes back to life no there's a, a process of 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 actually well, I, I was reading about because I, I don't know this. I'm, I'm, if anybody would, I'm sure it'd be Derek or Moods or even Sam, because he's he's an encyclopedia of knowledge as well. But the the missing reel, that the, the the original ending that got ruined, that's why it ends the way it does. Was I, I think I read somewhere that it might have been, um, what's her name in this? Mary Katrina McCall. I have to look up her character's name because she's obviously in all three of them. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's Mary. Yeah, Fulci or the links to the trilogy. She's, she's Mary <laughs> she's Wood. Great. Yeah, she's great in all three of them. I just wanted to make sure I had the right name because I know there's Mary, Lucy, and Liza. So, in this right. one, she's Mary. But I read that uh, that one of the potential Mary, endings, Lucy, I don't know and Liza. If they filmed this, was was that Mary returns to her grave or dies at the end after after emerging from the tomb. That 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 was written in the book that she returned from the dead to close the gates and then her job is complete and di and dies which would have been a cool ending I, i'm okay. fine i'm fine with the ending they have here to me it's very ah, simple to me it's really? very simple to explain 
Yeah. I don't understand the very end. That's what I was going to say. That That's my note on the final frame. By the way, I like the name in this one, Mary Woodhouse, because it's, it's like it's Rosemary Woodhouse, you know? Fucking Rosemary's Baby. So I thought right away I caught that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But, like, my notes are this. And I, I have a couple comparisons. I was going to say that he, he does take things from um, our general that I noticed. Uh, one thing says this. Very Suspiria-like ending. There's that ending when all of a sudden it happens and there's fire and this and that. It's just like the end of Suspiria, except, you know, they don't jump out the window and it says, you have been watching Suspiria. But it's it's similar <laughs> where they all of a sudden find a real easy way to to kill the freaking protagonist. They just take the thing, they stab it, oh, and, and it ends. Very much like Suspiria. So that was my note there. But then after that, there's a little tiny epilogue thing. And I said, and my note says, so what happened? Because I don't get it. They're running, and all of a sudden they're screaming. Oh, and it just ends. What are, what are we to believe here? Here's I what I be- here's what I believe. Real simple. They had to close the gate before All Saints Day. When they arrive at the cemetery, she looks up in the sky and says, "It's All Saints Day." They yeah, right. fell behind so they- schedule. They didn't do it in time. They didn't do it in time. So that was all like for nothing. The stabbing of the priest. It was cool. That set piece in the tomb is amazing. The lighting mm-hmm. with the blue and all that looks awesome. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. when they emerge, to me, they see the kid running towards them. The background gets blurry. To me, I think they see the dead coming towards them. Maybe the cops okay, are zombies. Maybe the kid starts to, like, look menacing as he gets closer. We don't see him. Obviously, we see him just happy, yelling Mary. But to me, they failed. Hey, did you know, I don't know if you, if you read this, but the Bob that's in this movie that after he dies he transcends into the bob that's in house of the house of the, by the cemetery <laughs> there's like i can't believe that they Did had bob as a, a bob 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 he's not as memorable this bob but goddamn that death is good is great the um the drill to the head that's great the barfing up the intestine scene is is sickeningly great uh but the bleeding oh, from the eyes like a, what brandon guy mentioned in that one tommy was swathy mikhail swathy I was going to ask Suave was, which character. Yeah, Yeah, he was was the other one in the truck. This one is the scariest one to me. Scary is is relative. Everybody's there. But this one felt like it had scares. They all look great. I don't know if it was... I I only assume it was the same cinematographer, but I don't know for sure. I didn't check it in the credits. I didn't look at IMDb. But they all looked great. And, And there's a mood and atmosphere that help elevate these movies. Above and beyond. So while the, and they all I have know... great scores, and this one's, I think, yes. the best score. That, it is my favorite yeah. of the three, too. Yeah, yeah this one's uh, my favorite, I, too. It's very much like Dawn of the Dead. That's what it kept yeah. taking me back to. It was very Dawn of the Dead-ish, you know? Yeah. But, uh, Christopher is George this, uh, is in Gobble? this. Christopher Sorry. George. Is that his name? Christopher. Christopher. He's yeah. in this one. And that, and yeah. I, I like him. I like him as yeah. well. I, I think Sorry. they used the squeezing of the brain kill too much, though. Uh, that's my note. Three times. It's Three times. Too- they didn't need to because it's it, it, they I squeeze agree. and you see that little those little squeeze like me. testy brains fall out. They look like little testicles of brain that come and pop out the back. <laughs> but it's a cool kill. But I mean, man, oh my god, such great gore. I think to yeah. me, like if you remake it today, you explore more of uh, obviously this is built on the old remnants of Salem, the Stun Witch. You you elaborate more on Salem, the witch burners. Obviously, these people are descendants of the witch burners, and that's why the dead's coming back and killing them. You explore more on Father Thomas. Like, why did he commit suicide? 
was he aware that by committing suicide, committing this ultimate sin, he was opening the gates of hell? Or was that just a consequence of his action? Or was he trying to? Yeah, weird. You're right. It yeah, like, a- that's... I mean, it's stuff you don't need. I still love the movie. But that's stuff, like, I could see, like, what they did with the new Suspiria. Like, just right. dove more into story rather than style. And you could, you'd could you still have both, obviously, but... Well, again, it's, um, it, it's a certain type of fan that likes these movies they're not they weren't well received they're not they're not critic favorites by any means except horror critics or uh, horror fans and again we all know horror fans are a wacky bunch too so i mean it's relative on yeah it's kind of sad because uh yeah he didn't like honestly like if he was alive today he'd be receiving much more acclaim than he ever thought he would falchi because he just he didn't i don't think he got it Fabio Frizzi is the composer, Dave, because I cut you off. Oh, there. Wow. We went off and, yeah. So that would explain. Yeah. So yeah. the um, Argento, or sorry, Argento, fuck. Fulci, I heard, didn't make. You'd figure he would have been rich or somewhat rich based on all the movies he has done. And I don't think that was the case. I think, in no, fact, he, he was paid like scale died. or something like that or less. For these he films. died broke. Like, he died broke. Argento paid for his funeral. That's fucking wow, man. crazy. Yeah, and he and they say uh, it's not confirmed or anything, but he was a diabetic and that he died of complications due to diabetes. And they say he might have stopped taking his medication because he was he was living in like a very small apartment, was basically like almost destitute. It's crazy. Like it, it's it's kind of it's really sad actually because now like. If he was around today to see like the way his films are received, and I mean, right? Yeah, because I don't yeah, think no he doubt. got the respect then. Is is where I'm was going with it with the cr- critic factor. We understand we take critics with a grain of salt, but I'm just saying at the time that's got to be hard. But he kept making fucking movies, which is great. Yeah, he he, yeah. and that and whether um, I mean we talked about some of his non horror in an earlier episode, right? But and I'd they were much rather I, I they were good, but I'd much rather talk about these ones. Uh, and Definitely. yeah, it, it's it's just that I like the look, the atmosphere, the lighting. That is what wins, and the gore, of course. That's what wins me over. The acting, whether it be the dubbed or whatever, it's not a hundred percent great. The storytelling is very lucid, which is part of its charm, but also could be a critique for some people, I guess, as well. But I get a little, I have a little critique about Jerry's character. Like he seems a little bit too old to be dating a nineteen-year-old girl. And then when she dies, when ah. Emily dies, he does not seem very upset about it. In fact, he doesn't cry when Emily dies, but he, he cries when Sandra's dead. Maybe he really had the hots for, for, for the other girl then. I don't know. That's weird, though. That's that's like a director's choice, apparently. Why would that happen? Or a writer's choice. It's a real choice, Sophie's but... choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As far as the age. Gets... Sorry. That don't mean nothing. No, I'm saying as far as the age, that doesn't mean nothing. I don't care. Especially what, in Italy. What's your rule? <laughs> Oh, especially in Italy, that's fine. But I mean, so if you're 19, if a 19 year old girl, how how old should she date? What 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 do you think is the correct parameters here? Well, I now I'm going to say 41 since I'm 41. Okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. You know what? You, it, you know what it is. You know what it is? You. No, it's fine. It's just that Jerry looks older. He's probably younger than me in this movie. Okay, but that's fine. you know, doesn't he look like like he looks like he could be 45 and he's dating like a. 18, 19 year old. It's like, it just looked, it looked just odd. It looked like she should have been dating Bob because she goes to see about Bob. And I was like, what about, what about Bob? Yeah, I knew, (laughs) I knew it was coming. 
What a reaction for the father to have, though. <laughs> See, that's another thing. It's like you get yeah. it, and then you could honestly tell, like the story, like whatever happened with Anne, with with his little his little innocent girl was clearly her doing. She's not the innocent one. She's like, oh, stay, smoke a joint with me. No. Another Anne. How about that? There's an Anne in this one. Anne House by the Cemetery. There's two Emilys. There's two fucking Bobs. That's some shit. I mean, it might have been done on purpose. What was the right? little kid's name in this? Oh, buddy. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't know. The, the, the little kid? Let me think about I've this. I've been calling Fucci Algento all show. I don't know. I gotta remember. Was he Bob? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> what was his name? What is his name? Peter? Oh, John, John. John, John. Oh, how could you forget a name like that? John, John. Well, you right. did. <laughs> how I could you forget what you did? <laughs> I know. Right? That's, That's exactly what happened. I forgot. I knew I knew the first part of his name. I knew it was John. I couldn't remember the second part. <laughs> <laughs> what about the what about the bartenders? Like it, it's such a weird sub sub story or whatever like that about them and the the, the, the crack in the wall and how dismissive he is. Like the guy's building. Oh, these buildings they haven't built on. <laughs> he's like, I'm like. What? I'd be getting the hell out of this building. He's like, ah, oh, they're not made like they used to. Hey, it was the same thing with the cop at the beginning when he's like, where's the grass? You smoking grass? You yeah, and he goes, smoking what? grass. Where's, where's the stench? You smash yep. it down the toilet? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's what I wrote down. And I wrote down both of those things. Yeah, that's a fireball, and then there's a screaming yeah. fireball that goes, oh! Yeah. Hey, boss, oh. check this out. And then it's like, check what out. Wow. There's a lot of the the effects are, are fantastic when it's like the we're going to just do the reverse and the forward, the reverse and the forward, or when we're just yeah. going to cut the camera and someone's disappeared, which was the priest in a lot of the scenes. But it works. It somehow works again because of the the, the atmosphere and the mood, just the style that he's created here and uses. I mean, he's not the only director to have done this, but Fulci loves doing that zoom in, not not Sam Raimi style. But it's like he'll be over there and it'll, it'll zoom into something. And, and it, it's in all these films, it was in the movies that we watched that were his non-horror films. So it's kind of like his stamp. I don't know if it's like it was an Italian thing or, or whatnot. It's not something you normally see in North American cinema, though. And it, it, it was distinctively, I find that he does it. Argento does not. Falsi's got, Falsi's got a thing with the eyes. Got a thing oh, with yeah. The eyes. A, a lot of eye trauma, oh, of course. A lot of eye, a lot of, uh, I guess underlying statements on us being blind to what's going on in front of us because these are supernatural films where up until the last second everybody is trying to come up with a rational explanation for it and that's ultimately their downfall everyone's like no i ref i refuse to believe you know it's, it's this or that shit. yeah right it's, it's the way it is it's always that way man so it's kind of <laughs> cool though let's see <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're in the union, are you really going to leave a body not buried because five o'clock rolled around? <laughs> oh, we put in a long day. We'll take care of this one. She's not going anywhere. And we'll take care well, of this I one. Think, I think the just... union thing was a joke. Yeah, I, we... I felt like that was yeah. like he just. That's what I thought. Up. Like, a, like, like, a... like, oh, union, union rules. Like, like he, they were just lazy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I, I know they were lazy, but I just feel like, like man, you, you have to finish your job. But it's. As dumb as I was saying it is earlier with Brandon, your explanation. Again, we're in a surreal film here, and it's a really effective scene of her waking up, realizing that she's in a tomb. And when he takes that fucking pickaxe and pries her out of it, it's it's really well done. 
Yeah, clo- again, close to the eyes, much like in uh, House by the Cemetery with Bob, with the axe yep. at the door. It, it just happens all throughout these movies where everything is getting close to the eyes. Some deaths in these films, and I'm getting, again, they bleed together for me a little bit, no pun intended, but some of the deaths in these films are quick kills that are effective, and some of them are the lingering deaths, which are almost agonizing to watch because it's just like you're just hearing scream after scream after sh- in this one that the drill comes into mind um and i think house of uh we'll get to house by the cemetery but there's another one that is just lingering and it's like it's just you're almost like you want it almost to cut away but boy <laughs> is it is it fucking cool yeah, you, that it doesn't you get the full drill <laughs> in and out yeah it's awesome that's it's how it should great. be if you're gonna do it that's the way that I had to call Frankie down. I said, look, you got to see this. And of course yeah. she loved it. You know, that, that stuff's great. It's kind of cool though. This is a Halloween movie, but it's, it's nobody talks about it. They don't play it up, but that's what it is. The, the, the what takes place in this movie is on Halloween night. All Saints day is November 1st. So yeah. they, they had to get it done Halloween by midnight, but nobody ever thinks about it when they say, what's a Halloween horror movie or that takes place on Halloween. Very few times. Someone's going to say, See the living dead, but it's I true. like it better than Halloween because you don't have Jamie Lee Curtis running around in this one. <laughs> as much as I like this girl, I I, uh, I got I gotta go with Jamie. She's Lee no Curtis, Renee Zellweger. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good character, man. <laughs> one of the best. Yeah, <laughs> she's great, and this girl's really good too. And I, it's so weird. I, here's what's weird. I've seen these movies probably, I don't know, 10, 12 times each, you know. I've never watched them in close proximity this way or especially in order on the same day like I did yesterday. None of that. And I never made the connection that the, the same girl, what's her name, McCall? Or not McCall, pardon me. What is her McCall. Yeah, is in all three movies. And I never, I just, all the times I watched them, I never, never you, made that connection. Oh, because you, the, you watch them back to back. Yeah, she looks exactly the same. Right, of course. I know it is. I'm stupid. You're, you can pick up on the most like minute detail that nobody has ever discovered, and then miss the obvious that it was Always. the same same actor starring it. And do you know she was <laughs> she wanted her to be in New York Ripper as well as the, to be the lead in that one too. Yeah. And I guess she looked at the script and, and decided against it. She said she was unsure about it or something or I don't know. It's too bad. I would like to see her in that kind of role too, a little, a little sleazier, you know. It would have been because look, she does. She's really good, but she does different. In this movie, she's you know, she's a, a believer. You know what I mean? She's she's doing her thing at the seance and this and that, and she's she's that way. The second role, she is, she is coming. You know, to a, when I oh, saw her face, now I'm a believer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's into the. And the third one, she's a married woman. The second one, she's a single woman coming to start over and to start anew and open up a business. You know, I, I like the fact that you know she plays three different roles, and it's you know, and I think I'm most sympathetic with uh, House by the Cemetery actually, but because they start an angle and then drop it, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Either way. Well, speaking of uh, <laughs> face, what, that scene always makes me laugh when the priest for just takes that fucking like muddy wormy mess Ugh. and just smushes it it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's oh, like oh, that was good they do the squishing of the worms so much yeah. in this even when the little worms uh fly into the room when they're meeting at the end 
oh my god and then they you hear the, the silence and you just hear the squishing of oh my god it's so disgusting oh the blasting maggots they call them they call them worms but they're obviously maggots but yeah those are maggots, maggots but they, like, oh, they even say the word though and they just oh, I, love, I love how they're just like oh, dusting it off like it's like just like like some leaves like ah, ah you, you good you good yeah let's go i'm like you yeah, just got hit with maggots and they're standing <laughs> in a room full of thousands of them they don't even go outside oh. to clean themselves off it's so gross and italians love it maggots in horror and also the scene when when John John calls and they go to the house because the parent because Emily killed the parents and milk mixing with blood. I don't know if that was bag milk or not, but the milk <laughs> mixing with the blood, nasty as hell. And then you see the ceiling bleeding and the ceiling. What the hell was going on? The ceiling looks gross. I'm like, what the fuck is it's it's so effective because it's actually like nauseating gore effects in this one. Even the beginning when Bob finds the doll with the worms on and like the it looks like intestines yeah. or whatever just like pink innards just hanging all over like what the fuck is that yeah yep. man it is gross you're right it, it's <laughs> in, in in a great way though I mean, oh uh, absolutely yeah super yeah. effective yeah you know what i gotta i gotta give this movie props for actually using a real phone number in the fucking movie they said something about you know maybe it wasn't very loud but i had yeah, not that one either. No, like eight six five three two four six. Something comes up and there's a phone number. Never in a movie. It's always That's five, Jenny's five, number. Five. Bullshit. Right. <laughs> no, it's Bob's number. Bob from the first one was trying to call Bob from the third one. Bobby, I got your number. Eight six five four eight zero one. Oh wow! I just gave my phone number. Shit! I just I'm saying my phone number. Give go. him a call, everybody. <laughs> give him a call. Oh. Leave him a message. <laughs> that guy, though, that guy in the bar, I want to give a little more attention because the, sh the stuff that happens in the bar is fucking great. In the beginning, when they're t it's funny to me that he's more bugged out about his these two guys staying for a beer than his fucking <laughs> than his yeah. building coming down. You know, it's like, oh, oh, come on, stay for that beer. You're not gonna stay. He should be paranoid. His fucking business yeah. is gonna fumble. Instead, he's give, giving away beer. <laughs> what the fuck? Is and then later on, they're having the conversation, and the guy says, like, oh, this, this is gone. He goes, well, I'm vamoosing, He says, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking my money and vamoosing to the morning. <laughs> vamoosing. It reminds me of C for some reason. Vamoosing. <laughs> it reminds me of C. Why, because I'm Canadian and there's moose in the fucking uh, word? <laughs> moose. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a moose. Thing. Oh my god, have you ever seen a moose in the road and roll down your window and go, Vamoose! <laughs> <laughs> While oh, drinking a bag of milk? No. Uh, and then later on he says, he says, the dead are leaving their tombs. He says, that's correct. I'm telling you, the stuff in that bar is gold. All the conversations they have, it's so fucking it, funny. That's it, like, shit that you would be like ridiculous they just say so matter of factly too and it's so weird too when they kill the bar patrons if you notice like the two two of the guys are laying down they're bloody as hell and then you see the bar owner and his shirt is ripped and they just make make a habit of lingering right on his nipple if you ever watch again just notice it doesn't even look like he's had any damage done to him but he's laying there with like his shirt torn to shreds and his nipples hanging out <laughs> maybe Fulci had a nipple fetish <laughs> well, they do say the nipple—the nipples are the eyes of the chest. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bumper sticker that says that. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, he couldn't get he couldn't get the female leads to go nude, so he got the males to go topless. <laughs> I guess. So, well, we'll show these nipples instead. At least it could say we, we we showed them. Is there any nudity in this movie? And these, I don't think there is, huh? No. No, not at all. Which is fine. It doesn't make a difference to me. I just you know, just thought about. You don't it. see I the girl liked... at the beginning of House of the Cemetery? No, you don't, do you? No, I don't think. No. Lots of pretty women too, and it's yeah. kept messy. I like that. No, that. That's cool, you know. But those see those Italians, they don't they don't always do it in supernatural movies. Just like our general, most of the time in the supernatural stuff, you don't see that. That's more of a Jallo type thing, nudity. It's sleazier, you know. I don't know. How about in the beginning? How many times the woman says the word contact in the fucking opening seance? She says it four times in fucking like 12 seconds. You've got to make contact. Over here, we're making contact. Did you make your contact? Over, <laughs> over. What the fuck? I didn't notice it, but now that you've brought it up, I'll never not notice it moving forward. Oh, yeah. It's right <laughs> in the beginning. Ooh. And the cop, you look, be- you look better in your mug shot. <laughs> he says that to her. Down the toilet. (laughs) It reminds you of the guy from Demons. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, the black pimp. (laughs) Yes, the way he talks. Yes, an instrument of evil. What's he say? (laughs) Yeah. You got it. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Oh shit, man. Yeah, see, they needed to. I mean, they didn't need to. I don't want to. Let me let me take that back. I think some people probably want more on the book more on what the opening of the tomb actually means how to actually stop it because all they say is you got to close that tomb because when they go into the tomb you see it's broken meaning the father's spirit broke out and opened the gate of hell okay that makes sense but there was nothing explained that oh when you go down there you're gonna have to stab you know the the spirit of the evil spirit of the of father thomas you're right. It's reactionary. It yeah. it well, just like Suspiria. Just like Suspiria. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she just goes up there and fucking and stabs her. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least, father, at least Father Thomas wasn't illuminated by a, by a bolt of lightning. No, no, he wasn't. But he's 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 already dead. What do you want? He's, he's a, he's a, he's a, what is it? A tomb? What, is, what was the, what did that guy say he was? The, the dead are leaving their tombs. See, there's a dead guy walking around. <laughs> now you're doing everything. It's the pimp from demons. I know, right? There should be a home. That's what Fulci should have done. Or, uh, yeah. He should have done a the, black I pity the fools who leave their tombs. <laughs> the Italian should have done a black exploitation movie. And they were all dubbed like that. Could you imagine? They all talk like Tony the Pimp and this guy. And they had a whole movie like that. <laughs> Every line was delivered that way. The dead are leaving their tombs. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, shit. That set piece, though, I'll go back to it again. That set piece, once they enter the tomb, I, like, I, could, I couldn't even tell everything that was going on. At one point, it looked like they have like, a setup, like it's upside down. Because you see like skeletons hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, what was that? I yeah, don't know. Dan, what... I'm not going to question it. I'm, I'm not, not questioning question it because it was awesome. It, it was like horrifying. Right. It freaked me out. I was like, yes. it, it almost looked like an upside down, like, like dinner table it looked like skeletons sitting around a table but it was upside down i I don't like i don't care that i couldn't understand what it was because it was so disorienting and horrifying and then when they rise up and that score kicks in that thump that bass and all that and i'm just like this is awesome this is genuine horror right here like this is stuff like if i had seen this as a kid i would have been terrified by that scene 
Dude, yes, I was thinking that too. It's horror. It really, you're yeah. in there. That, that's a, that's a horror movie, you know. Because yeah. I've been watching the '70s movies and this and that, and some of them are are straight horror. Some of them are more dramatic. Some of this and this, and I'm like, okay, this this is what horror was in 1970. There isn't a whole lot of old school type, and there isn't a whole lot of skeletons and stuff like that, and, and creepy atmosphere. There are some. Again, I'm only a dozen movies in or so, so it doesn't matter. But I'm, I've been having these thoughts as I'm watching the movies about, you know, what's and, and as I'm watching this last night, same thing. That scene and another scene in the beyond towards the end when they're being pursued by freaking the dead. I'm like, yeah, this is freaking yeah. horrible. They, they don't make stuff like this anymore. And, no, they don't. And it doesn't seem like it's too hard to do. You know, I mean, the set pieces and whatnot, I guess, are, I don't know. And again, the fact that nobody—the fact that nobody's safe—that you know, your main characters, two of your main characters, are just very nonchalantly killed off. Right. And I, I like the fact that that the ghosts of the dead—they sort of like disappear, reappear. So that, like, there's there's no sense to it because when uh, Christopher George is killed in the tomb, like you see Sandra, like Sandra's dead body, walking towards them, and then all of a sudden. She grabs him from behind because she like disappeared and reappeared behind him. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same thing with the little kid when he sees uh, Swathi from the car yeah. when he jumps hanging. down from the bridge. Uh, it's just it's cool stuff. Yeah, they see them hanging, disappearing, and yeah. yeah, it's some cool stuff really going on here. And there's more hanging again. There's another connection. The guy hung himself in House by the Cemetery, and they talked about it. Oh, he hung himself right from that. Remember <laughs> they pointed out. Yeah, that's the most. That's the most shocking zoom in of like a uh yeah. <laughs> that's what they did that, that rail that railing right there <laughs> do, do, do. yeah it was also matter of fact yes he hung himself and he was right there <laughs> not to be talking about that one but i mean just another comparison somebody hangs himself in, in this one and then this one it's like he did a lot of that on purpose i only wish you would have tied up one of them more but you know, yeah, a lot of people complain. You don't be a great poster. You know how they have those cat posters where the cat's like holding on and says, "Hang in there." How about a "Hang in there" yeah. poster with Father Thomas on it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, T- don't tell me like Fulci lovers wouldn't buy that. Hang in there. Yes, they would. You'll be right. on Terror Threads would... next week. <laughs> I know. Someone will take it. You're right. That's why we should have our own merchandise store, Rocky our own Pop. ideas. Something, right? Gutter garbage, the best one. Gutter garbage. Yes. I did. I just like saying rotten cotton. I don't buy it. I don't want rotten cotton. I want good cotton. <laughs> I don't buy it, he says. <laughs> I thought you were like saying it from like an expression. I don't buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't buy it. All right, so he's like, uh, let's wrap this up. All right. All right. How, how do you buy uh, the movie? How's that? How's that for you? Oh, how about that rat flying out for no reason? That part's great when they're in the tomb. <laughs> she pokes the fucking the hole in the, in the tomb, and all of a sudden a rat flies out. <laughs> Why don't I remember that? You remember that rat flying out of that one tube? Oh, yeah, was great. Or maybe it was a bat. No, no, that's the other movie. No, that's, that's the other movie. Yeah, that's a... See, something else that came from Suspiria. That that big bat attacking. That was Meatloaf. Oh, that, that was Meatloaf. That was a bat out of hell. <laughs> Daddy, are you okay? What's the matter? Uh, oh. Don't you see this bat eating my fucking hand? Bob, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one more thing. The bleeding eye gag is fucking awesome. They do it twice in the movie. I don't know how they did it. They Dude, even it when they show close up of it, I'm trying to look for like tubing and stuff. It they they mask it really well. Whatever they're doing, like I I don't see it. No. That's it's great. Fun. It's great. It's, yeah. Why isn't it though? 
Okay, let's do this. See, what do you got? I know you, you're chomping at the bit. This no, is your I, favorite one. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's my favorite one, but I, I'm also, like, I'm not as high in food cheese as a lot of people. It's an eight and a half out of ten. Me too. Eight and a half out of ten. Swear exactly where I am as well. Eight and a half out of ten. Wow. It's, oh, it's great. Nice. Like, I, I, I like it. I just think that th- some of these movies that we're talking about, um, well, for some people, there's always going to be people that have a movie at a 10 out of 10. Uh, and the Beyond is usually the one that gets the most praise, it seems. I just find that this is the scariest. I, For whatever reason, it's the scariest. It's got some great gores we spoke about. Um, the atmosphere is there for all three. So I think you'll yeah. be happy with the atmosphere no matter which film you start with or, or if you just wanted to pick one. And, and I think but, House by the Cemetery is, is actually underappreciated. I do too. After I'm watching it two more times in the last week, I really think that that uh, yeah. that stands up just pretty close to these to the other two as well. So, yep, we'll get there. Definitely, we will. Yeah, <laughs> we will. Cool. All right. So the Beyond. The Beyond. This movie. Yeah, from 1981. Also, Fulci, of course. A young woman inherits an old hotel in Louisiana, where, following a series of supernatural accidents. She learns that the building was built over one of the entrances to hell. She learns that the building was built. Building was built. The building was like built. Buying a bag of bagged milk. Buying a bag of bagged milk where the building was built. See, <laughs> <laughs> now this is the test. I want you to buy a bag of milk where the building was built. <laughs> and get back to us next episode. Vamos. Wait, hold on. Yeah, and then I want you to vamos a moose. <laughs> While drinking a bag of milk that you bought from a building that was built. Oh. I just want to, I just want to jump out a window, but I'm in the basement. <laughs> I'm doing anything. Yeah. What did you? You told me you wanted to Gordon yourself the other day. What did I say? Oh, only 300 and something more episodes left to go, and I'm uh, like, oh, yeah. I want to Gordon myself. Yeah. Not in my contract. <laughs> I won't wait that long anyway. Dave's going to have to get up an extra hour early. Yeah. Gonna be, I've got to put on my Jesus. diaper before we record. I've got to put in a mud flap, change my diaper. That would be me. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm trying to get into the movie. It's funny how it works. It Usually it's the other way. I'm the one making the bullshit stuff. But I will get there. I'll, I'll, I'll bullshit as well. It's This is the one. I, again, I, th- I think now that time has gone on, people look back at Fulci and appreciate a lot more of his works or, or his whole body of work or all the horror films. But at the time, it seemed when I was growing up in the 80s and became a horror fan and we read about it, this was considered his classic. This was the the Fuji film of all Fuji films, at least that's how I the, remember it the, at the, the what time. The film of all films. The Fuji films of all Fuji films. What did I say? Oh, I thought you said Fuji. I mean, again, possible. It's always possible. <laughs> I'm dropping the L. There's no more L. It's Fuji, Fuji. now. <laughs> Fuji. I might have said Fuji. Dr. Fuji. It's not. It's not bagged anyway. milk. It's bagged Nick. <laughs> but <laughs> not bagged now. Milk. Now it seems like it just gets lost, maybe because people refer to this as, as, as the, the Gates of Hell trilogy, and now it's just part of whatever trilogy they're going with. I still think this again, stands out as people's favorites. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. It's and got thing- some great moments, but I, I, I actually think it's actually my least favorite is all relative. It actually comes in probably at the same rating, 
as my the other the last one we're going to be talking about today as well. But yet, I think I enjoy this one the least out of all three. But it's, I, I think I'm pretty similar on all of them. But at yeah. least this one, what they do is they give you backstory. So they start you off in 1927, yeah, and you get the Schweik backstory that these people think he's a a warlock and all that. When in in actuality, he's the only one with the knowledge of. I don't know why they changed the book name in this one. Now it's the book of what is it, Ebon, and he's the one protecting it. Like, you gotta let me. I'm the only one who knows how to protect the you know the portal from opening the gate of hell. But then what is uh. There's nothing in the next one. That's the problem. That's no, then my what issues. is the girl? The girl. She's she also lives in the hotel. She who uh, who sees everything. The blind girl. Emily. Oh, Liz. Isn't her name Liz? No, Liza is the main girl. Is Katrina? Oh yeah, Liza. Emily. Another Emily. Yes, the other Emily. There's two. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep, it's Emily. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Liz. <laughs> How about Arthur and Martha? <laughs> is Arthur and Martha here? <laughs> What that's a name for a mother and well, a son. Well, that's another weird Martha. thing. That's another weird thing they do with this because you know you have our doctor character, um, Lipschitz. What's his name? <laughs> Brandon is Doctor Lipschitz. No, John. Uh, David Warbeck. John John. Right. John John. John John. Yeah, another John. No, just one John this time. Poor to John. No, there's a, there's another one. There's a, we go from a John John to a John. Is there a Joe in the next movie? Yeah. No, no, there's but... a Joe in this movie though. Joe the plumber. That guy. Yeah. Fucking what's oh. his name? I was talking about Joe the Plumber. You know what I'm talking about? That fucking politician. <laughs> what was his name? I you have don't know no clue what guy? you're talking about. No. What oh, oh, what the about? fuck? Yeah. McCain? McCain, the Republican guy from uh, that was they ran, ran against Obama the first time Obama came in. It was McCain versus Obama. Yeah. And it's, this guy, okay, McCain, his fucking whole gimmick was Joe the Plumber, and he actually was a person. He That's him right. Up. Yes. Yes, he had him. He was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he yeah. Was talking I'm the represent like a blue collar worker, and this is not. And he was having this debate, and someone said something to him, and his response was, "Well, he goes, well, I was talking about Joe the plumber." He's, <laughs> my wife jokes about it to this day because I, my yeah, wife, she was always conservative. My wife, right? So she had her conservative friend telling her, "Hey, listen, you got to watch the debate tonight. You got to watch the debate tonight." So she watched, it, and she was so mad because she thought McCain talking about Joe the plumber was so fucking ridiculous. She got mad at her friends for fucking making her stay up late. It's like, that's what I watched. Joe the plumber. She used anyway. Well, it didn't help that he also had Sarah Palin. So he had her. Oh, that's what I heard. Right, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. Moving on. Joe the plumber. What a death. How about that one? That was fucking. And here's what I don't get about Joe the plumber's death. Why did they rule it as an accident? He goes down in the basement when the woman finds him. Clearly. He's been gouged. He's been fucking... The, the, the condition he's in... How come later on in the movie, the guy said, well, there's been two accidents in your house. The painter that fell, and then Joe in the basement. Why would that be ruled an accident? Clearly, he was attacked. It's the only rational explanation, because nobody was down there. I know, but well, okay. So if you have your house, and you have a plumber go in the basement, and his fucking eyes gouged out... And rats. Rats. <laughs> Flying rats. Rat. No, rats. Seriously. Look, did you see that place? They definitely had rats down there. So, you, you know, you die, he's laying in the water, rats probably chewed on his face. That, that to me is like, oh, he accidentally maybe fell, hit his head, drowned. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not knocking the movie. I, I, I mean, I, I, I want to know, like, more about this rich uncle. Why does, how does Liza get the, the hotel? Like, what does it all mean? Like, it's obviously foretold in this book because, again, we're dealing with a book that foretells, like, everything that's going to happen for 4,000 years. 
and you know she inherits the hotel and obviously the water is rotting the walls and that's why joe opens up the gate by pulling away the wall and you see the symbol that schweik has on his arm that was that was oh. like carved into the wall and uh you know this one's much more of a, a revenge story because schweik was was painted as a good guy and then all of a sudden you know once the gate opens he's our main character who comes back killing everyone yeah, it's confusing, isn't it? It's a little, it's a little confusing, but again. Yeah, talk about that till you just said it. Yeah, but again, the showcase of the kills, man. Ooh, Ooh even the well, opening. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the crucifixion. Yeah. Everything. The cutting. Dude, of the crucifixion's great, and one thing that Fulci did, and I, I liked it even in Don't Torture a Duck, a Duckling, when they when they kill that gypsy woman, which is a horrifying scene, is whenever whenever you get hit with chains, it just rips the flesh apart. <laughs> Yes. Ah, oh, yeah, I dig it. It's well done. Done. The gore effects in this one are fine. The problem is that they stop dead for the movie. Like, I mean, it, that tarantula scene could easily be double speed, and it doesn't lose any of uh, of its effectiveness. Dude, isn't Come there? On. Isn't there Come one fake tarantula on. in it, there? Isn't there one? There's fake a two one fake tarantulas. Yeah. It's, it's hopping. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's like Kermit the Frog in the one, background. One. Yeah, there's like four regular tarantulas, and then there's always yes. one that, like looks like it's fucking tripping. That's like the Dave Z tarantula going. It's like yeah, just for no reason. It it, it does it. It has a slow hop. The other ones are walking, and it's going. I love it. Like a no one will ever. No one will ever complain that loves this movie because they're it's their it, it's their movie and whatever. But that scene stops dead. I'm like, get on with it. Eat his face and cut to the next fucking scene. I love scene. it. It's and so same, And though, same with that's... the scene in the mortuary where the, where the acid just decides that I'm going to keep this bottle of fucking open acid on the top shelf. This woman's going to end up on the ground and it's going to dump on her face and dissolve it ever so slowly. And what does it mean that um, the it's daughter, Jill... You know, she she gets attacked in the freezer and then it like cuts away and then you see her at the funeral and she's yes, she's blind. End. Like, what does what does that mean? She's blind earlier when she's walking. Don't you remember when she first leaves the funeral? Oh, that's what you said. I yeah. thought she meant at the yeah. very end of the movie. No, when she leaves the funeral. I don't funeral, know what, what that means. I just think that she's touched by something. I guess. Yeah. I, I didn't think deeply about it. Okay, Her no. uncle. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not <laughs> over. I'm not over analyzing. At the end of the day, this is you know a portal opening, and uh, you know. They don't even have a plan to close this thing. They're just sort of trying to survive, and then that ending happens, you know. But My the question with that girl, the Jill girl, is how come her mother gets killed earlier in the movie, right? Yeah. And, oh, wait. Oh, no. She does leave because she has to go to the funeral. I don't understand why at the end of the movie she's just there. And I, I, my note was she's Yeah, just it makes no sense. It, may, it makes me think that, like you said, after she's been touched— She's evil, and she's there, like, as one of the dead. She's evidently one of the dead already. Maybe because the other girl doesn't really exist, the the other blind girl. Yeah. She was there 50 years ago or something. They said, nobody's been there for 50 years, or whatever the hell it was. She was there, and now she's a, a, an, a, an instrument of evil or whatever she's trying to do. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> a cool goddamn that's instrument a cool, of evil. That's a cool scene when she <laughs> runs out of the house when they when they don't use the footprint sounds the uh the foot hitting the ground sounds with her and the dog with Dicky. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's weird because I always took that in a different way because I read it and they're like, oh, you know, uh, Liza realizes that Emily and Dicky don't make any noise when they're running out, and they show her thinking about it and watching them run out, and they're 
feet are hitting the ground, but no sound is being made. And she's running and she's making sounds to like to see if it's normal. But nothing's bothering her about the fact that the blind girl runs out ahead of the dog and runs down the stairs. Like yeah. I, under, I understand you can memorize stuff like that, but she's full on sprinting. Like, can, can you imagine if you saw a blind person sprinting down the street and they're <laughs> seeing eye dog is behind them? Like, chasing them? like that would weird me out. Not the fact that their shoes weren't making loud sounds on the floor. <laughs> and here's, I have a question about Dickie here. Uh, is, it, is that supposed to be an attack dog? Aren't service dogs ones that cannot attack? Isn't it one or the other? Are, are there service dogs that are also attack dogs? No, For just... some reason, it, it doesn't make sense to me. You would yeah. think it's a blind person. They're very calm. Because I remember I was a, when I was a kid, there was a blind man in my neighborhood who used to walk his dog around the block. Nice, nice old gentleman. And you know, we would talk to him and stuff. And he would say, and of course, Mr. there's a Robert. bunch of kids coming around. But I mean, <laughs> no, but little or younger kids than us. But sometimes, like, you know, because they're little kids, they would pull the dog's tail or do something like that. The dog would never react. You couldn't get the... It no, was like service, guard. Service, service dogs yeah. can't be aggressive. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. the fact that she had an attack and she goes, attack, uh, Dickie, attack. Or I like that I like that your mean friends were pulling on his tail to test him. <laughs> well, they were babies. They were like, I'm saying it was like uh, younger kids and they're young and, you know, kids like us and their younger siblings. So yeah. you know, there's a, a little baby, you know, a two-year-old or someone will, will pull a dog's tail. Like I just remember seeing a couple times something happen and the dog didn't respond. You were checking for mud flaps even back then. <laughs> like is this dog mud flapping? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so that doesn't make. I, I just wanted to, to make sure. That kill is insane though. That's that's the best kill in this movie. What the the Argeno? The that kill? The fucking Suspiria kill? It does. I'll tell you it's what. It's awesome. It looks. It is awesome. awesome. It yeah. really does. The blood flow, the innards, everything that. The ear comes off. Everything. Oh man, when Dickie's yeah. pulling at the ear. Yes. He, Dickie Van Gogh her. Yeah, Dickie in your ear. <laughs> Admittedly, I'm forgetting a lot of this film because I watched it a while ago, and as much as I, uh, it, it's blending all together. I get very confused at uh, what is in what. This is in Louisiana. That's all I remember. Yeah, this one's a little bit too, a little bit too like. It takes too much liberty with it being, you know, all like fever dreamish, like a little bit of like, how did we make sense to this? Like, obviously, um, Emily is is a spirit that comes back to try to warn Liza, you know, to you know of the impending doom. But why doesn't she just come out and say it? Well, no, no. Here's the problem. There, I don't know what she's supposed to be doing because she, they're coming for her, and she says, "I won't go back. I won't go yeah. back." She's, she's, yeah. I did what I was told. So she did what they wanted. I think that they don't want anybody in that house is, is what it comes down to. And she was sent to get them out of the house. You're not wanted here. You know what I mean? That's what her job was. It's, I guess she didn't succeed. So that's why they came for her. That's what I yeah. think. Okay. They never succeed, it seems, it. in these movies. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it makes sense to me. This movie, see, I don't have any problems with the, again, about the girl's eyeball. When you're talking about a supernatural movie, I can overlook little things like that. I just can't overlook certain things that in in the plot that don't connect right, that are more important to the plot than something like that. Like like in the next movie, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have questions, but this one I do not. I understand what maybe I could see. Where I, I'm okay with it. I just I just enjoy the ride here, and I love the tarantula scene. It's probably my favorite part of the movie. 
I like it too, because I mean, yeah. it freaks me out. Like, I think it's effective. I get what Christian's saying, though. I don't dislike like... it. It's I'm just putting. I you, again, we're here to critique. If we're just blowing the movie, well, again, sometimes we do that. But there, I found when I was watching this, I'm like, come on, and you could put that on 2.5 speed. It's still terrifying, and it's still effective. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded if the tarantula, if they started with the tarantulas actually already like really close to the body. They started from like a mile away. It was just. It's like that we scene see in every, every it's like fucking that moment power of it. scene where the guy gets run over by the steamroller, but the steamroller is like six hours away and he's just screaming from like, ah! <laughs> they just hold it. Like, it was very Austin Powers. Well, I'm assuming you think that he's, he was not just startled or shocked from falling off that ladder, but that it, maybe he's, he's been frozen or, or, or yeah. somehow paralyzed. Oh, he definitely right. did. He sure. falls from like 20 feet up and cracks Ooh, his head. On. And that Oof. eye cam, the eye cam with the tarantula on him, like, he sees the bottom of the... You wouldn't see the bottom of the tarantula, it'd just be black. <laughs> it's almost as if he had a glass plate on his head. I call it the Thunderdome yeah, cam. You know when ACDC yeah. plays in every fucking video and they're in the Thunderdome and they're stomping yeah. on top of the camera? <laughs> <laughs> it is the Tim Fulci directed those videos. <laughs> what about Fulci, though? tarantula cam. <laughs> Fulci, whatever. What did Who's I say this time? Director, Fulci or Fucci? I don't. I like, they're neither of my favorites. Lucio Futon. Oh, this movie was so boring. They should have called it Lucio Futon, man. No, again, again. This movie, the cinematography, the setting. The the gore itself is great. I'm just saying that like those scenes, I was just like, oh come on, uh, the mor the morgue scenes and the people coming to to life at the end and attacking are all really creepy. And a fucking kid gets their head blown clear through with a gun, which was a pretty spectacular effect. So oh, it was great. This is all about it's, again, it's in out done. It's not a long movie, hour and a half. It, it and it's all about the. The feeling, the atmosphere you get. I just don't hold it on a, a pedestal. I put it on a pedestal like some some do. I like it. I like it. It's it's very good. Um, and I enjoyed it every time I watch it. But for whatever reason, when I watch them, and I watch them twice again, but I this one was I watched the second time a week ago. It's still, I was like, I, for whatever reason, the other ones edge it out ever so slightly. Yeah. Well, the book the book is moving around a lot, which makes you think that it could be Emily or Schweik doing it, moving the book. The book is in one room, then it's in another room, then it, then she thinks she sees it at the bookstore, and finally oh, the doc yeah. finally the doctor gets the book, and he thinks it's Liza going nuts who's been moving it around, and she, he, she's the one doing all this. And it it's a decent underlying story with the doctor being a man of science, not wanting to buy into this you know supernatural phenomenon. So I get why like. He wouldn't believe it. He's like, there's got to be a rational explanation. So, you know, we're going to go to the hospital. He wants to talk to his his other uh, doctor buddy or, the, or whoever that other guy is. The guy from the first one. Played the <laughs> uh, the, the grave digger in the first one. The blonde hair guy. Who gets mirrored. Who gets the glass this time. The glass in the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, too. I, like the, I think I like some of the shots in this movie more than the others. It seems like... Uh, there was more focus on, on the cinematography than, than in the other ones. I don't know. There's that one shot when she's um, when she's driving in the beginning, and then she and when she comes across the uh, down down that you know, ridiculous the, highway that is like abandoned, yeah. and she's the only one driving the single yes. lane. Yeah. Yeah, and then she stops Again, it, dead because the visually it looks great. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very yeah. Visually, hey, hey, 
what the fuck is a blind girl and a dog doing in the middle of a fucking bridge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that one shot after they leave, right when they, they leave the house, and then you can see all the lights coming out of the windows yes. and the different bodies walking around. Yeah. Shit like that, man. And well, I just love that. That's cool, but there's just there's too, there's too many, I don't want to say the plot holes, it's just too much unexplained stuff. I, I need a deeper dive into the book, into what the hell is going on here into the painting like the painting is awesome the sea of darkness there you go. like why is Schweik pa- why is he painting it because he's what? touched by it because of i know uh, i know <laughs> i know and he but he's he's the protector of this gate and he's painting this as maybe a warning and then an ultimately that's what maybe he's haunted by it it's in his head and he has to get it out maybe it's fucking driving him mad and he has to get it out you know what I mean? Anytime it's supernatural, that's the way I just I I, I can no, usually find it to rationalize. Yeah, I'm that. not I'm not mad at it. I'm not like saying it's ridiculous. I'm just saying I want more more of that stuff. Yeah, I see. I guess that's the thing. I guess that's where I differ with movies like this that than, than maybe you or other people. I when it's something like that in this type of movie, I don't know. I just evil is there, and and it's doing things to people. And I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess that makes me happy enough, you know. Just the awesome, the 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 really cool scene though. I mean, going down the, the stairs in the hospital and ending up in the basement of the motel is oh, fantastic. That's yeah. that's that's awesome. That's terrifying. And of course, them just being in basically in the painting at this point, you know, being in the sea of darkness and turning around and seeing the same thing everywhere, being trapped in hell or purgatory or wherever the hell they are it it's is awesome. fantastic and it's it's quite terrifying and effective it's, a it's, down just, beat. it's just yeah it's downbeat down indian beat. and i love i love the uh the you mentioned the blind uh motif but the blind eye effect is also very unsettling and, and that would have been the thing that scared me as a kid is seeing that that stuff's the freaky stuff. That and the bleeding of the I, eyes from the other movie. I think just the, the way they ran, the way they, they slowed it down, the way uh, the scene with uh, Emily and the dog were shot where there's like no sound. They're running like it's silent. And mm-hmm. it's just really creepy and effective. Just a little like, I just, I didn't quite, I'm just a little confused about it. I'm a little confused about Schweik, about the book, about could they have stopped this one. The first one was like, oh yeah, they have to go close the tomb. That's what you have, to, you have to do before All Saints Day. You're lollygagging. That's my issue. Christopher George and, you know, and Mary, they want to stop for fucking snacks every two seconds. Like, of course, you're, you're not going to make it on time. Like, oh, you want, we have to close, the, we have to close the priest's tomb. Oh, let's go back to my office and talk about it for a little bit. Yeah. Like, no, go fucking do it. They're even in, the, talk like, about it. they're walking around the graveyard in the first one. And they're like, where do we even start? You're there. Go to his fucking tomb. <laughs> <laughs> like at least that one you just be like they just they just fucking lollygag too much this one i'm like wait what like could anything have been done what was emily's motive i like that though maybe emily wasn't wasn't right. really like maybe maybe she was just there to get them out yeah she she told them not to go because she, she she well, yeah she tells them not to go there but she, she well there's also the ringing from room 36 which is schweik's room she says don't go into that room so she warns yeah. her not to go into that room but that room has nothing to do with the portal. That's just where Schweik was. So by opening the door, that let Schweik out. Who are yeah. Arthur and Martha? Who because are they? That, who are they? They came with the house. Exactly. Right? But that's weird because even the doctor says, I've never heard of them. And he knows everyone. Yeah, they're ghosts, just like the other girl is. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's evil afoot here, man. Yeah. Stay out it, of that fucking still, place. It's still a really good film, and, and again, fever dreamish, supernatural, great gore, great score. Wish I had Not more. Not a bore. Oh, no. Wish I had more. <laughs> <laughs> and then see, like, it's enjoyable. Like we said, almost like the exact same thing from the last movie. It's fast-paced and it's gory. And the imagery makes up for maybe the the narrative not being as straightforward as as yeah. I would like. And don't you just think like like a remake of, of one of these, like combining yeah. elements of all of them? Just, yeah, sure. It would be an epic. It would be probably another you're talking another two hour, fifteen minute movie, but oh, easily. It, have, sure. it would have great kills, explore more on the on the book. I mean, even in the first one, she was about to say, the killer is, and then that fireball shoots up in the first one. Like, who is the killer? Is it Father Thomas? Was Father Thomas evil? Did he do that intentionally to open the gate? Or was it someone else? Anybody. Exactly. You might be the killer. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who he was. But I enjoy it all nonetheless. I think, you know what? I think I rated the same. You know what? I think I, I, think I, I think I <laughs> yeah I think you know what I was gonna come in at an eight but I I feel like I don't know I feel like it's just right on par I feel like they're both they're both just super enjoyable they really are eight and a half I'm gonna go eight and a half yeah me too yes sir and okay, I'm an eight, eight as I mentioned yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fine it's great I'll rewatch it and I'll rewatch it oh absolutely numerous times I, I, it's I just, love yeah. these films I had a great time with them this time I'll probably rewatch them more even though I think I'm probably rating these three. Especially, especially the first two, the lowest I ever have. But, you know, I think we do that sometimes. We're like, oh, it's such a great film, 10 out of 10. I think we throw out 10s sometimes way too easily. Because I know people love these films, and I love these films. But I can't give it a 10 out of 10. It's not a perfect film by any means, but it's still amazing. Man, I'd like to make a list of everything I've given a 10 out of 10. And honestly, to see how many there are. Sometimes I feel like I've given too many 10s out of 10s. I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't shy away giving a film a 10. And it, it doesn't even have to be a perfect film. I just feel like as much as I enjoy these, I don't know if I could get to a 10 out of 10. No, but I, I, I want to know how many I've given now. Because we, we discussed it in the 2010s. I think I gave six or seven movies a 10 out of 10 for the whole decade. Okay? Now if I look at my top 20 horror movies, because we made a list, those are all 10s out of 10s. I know that they are. That, that's how they got there. I was looking at all my favorite movies and this and that and the other thing. Whatever. You know what I mean? Then I'm looking at stuff that we've reviewed on the show, and a lot of it we do have written down. And even if even one to one hundred, we have the charts. Otherwise, I could just look at the shows we've done. We're at 149, and see if I've given any others. I might just make a list. I'm curious. I want to know how many I've given a 10 out of 10. I'm curious. Yeah. I think that it shouldn't be more than. I don't even know if there is a number. I mean, if you have 300, three 10 out of 10s, well, there's a problem. But I think maybe 150 or less. I think is okay. That's the number I came up with. Hey, I given know. the amount of films we've seen, man, I, I've watched, I've probably watched 5,000, not 5,000, maybe 3,000 films since we started doing the show in the last five years. So there you go. Percentage-wise. Yeah, percentage it, yeah <laughs> you know? 3,000 films. So if, even if you, even if 5% were 10 out of 10s, that'd be 150. Yeah, see, that's not bad. That's not bad. And we're, watch, and we're watching, and we're watching watching the, the the upper echelon films we watched a lot of great films absolutely yeah. house by the cemetery this one was this also 1981 yeah same year 
Yeah, yeah. same year. Yeah. Okay. One in 80, two in yeah. 81. Pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, two in 81. A New England yeah. home is terrorized by a series of murders unbeknownst to the guests that a gruesome secret is hiding in the basement. In the basement. Now, yes, this one to me does not fit with the Gates of Hell because this is really more no. of a mad scientist film. <laughs> well, it has I nothing agree. to do with them. I think it was filmed yeah. at the same time, looks identical, and was gory. It was directed by Fulci and has the girl in it again. Done. That's the yep. connection. Same atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. Right. Yeah. Same type of atmosphere, great kills, everything else. And it's these three movies are, are kind of different than his other three movies, and they were all filmed in that short time. And like you said, same girl, everything else. So great, I great wish they would have done opening, that. Great opening kills with the heart finding the boyfriend, oh. scissor to the door, and then uh, taking that knife through the back of the mouth. Ooh. Oh, back of the head. Back of the head. Back of the head through the mouth. Yeah. This... This was probably my favorite when I was a kid. I, I, I think I watched this the most when I was younger out of the three that we're, we're mm. talking about today. Uh, but I still really enjoy it. But I think now Gates of Hell, City of Living Dead has become my, uh, my See, it's fave weird. I've always, officially. I've always held this one as the lowest. Wow. And now watching it these last two times, I feel like it's it's close now. <laughs> it's close. It's a completely different story. But I really like the effect. I fucking love Anna. I love what's her, the actress who plays her, who was in, oh, uh, yeah. who was in uh, Tenebrae and yeah, and yep. and Inferno. Uh, Inferno, yeah. And she yeah. she could have been the third mother in uh, Mother of Tears, but she turned it down. Did you right. keep calling Bob Marco? And I damn Marco for using him, Bob's face as his his Facebook <laughs> profile for like two years because every time I saw Bob on the screen I was <laughs> thinking Marco that Finnish guy I, you, you I thought, love you, you Marco was, but damn you you thought that was the childhood picture of Marco didn't you yeah like it's Marco <laughs> amazing that fucking guy but that's it the oh, power man. of the fucking image Bob is what Bob has to endure is fucking crazy well, yeah <laughs> right again uh, it, yeah, some really cool stuff. Really cool. Not listening to children. You know, here it is. Children giving warnings and just powerless to the, uh, Are they the, to the authority of, of the adults. <laughs> what I love the opening scene yeah. the painting. The painting is terrifying. Oh, with the girl where you... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I love that, too. It's great. Yeah. It, and this is... Yeah. A, this is this is crazy too, but for some reason, I, I've accepted it in all three movies. But for some reason, I buy it more in this one. Like they, this they one's the most like straightforward. Just, yeah, this one's the most straightforward. I think. Fuck. Really, I'm really. I think the uh, this is, is the, the one I've always had problems with because I can't make sense of it. And yesterday, I made more sense of it than before, but I still ultimately don't get what the fuck. Don't get the ending. Don't understand how this girl's talking to Bob telepathically. Well, they don't explain that. Time. That's what I'm saying. But they, they establish it, and for whatever reason, I buy it. I, they don't explain. I buy it, it because one, she's a, a ghost. Connection. Yeah, she communicates, and who would be most susceptible to, to the supernatural? Children. So to me, like that, that, who would be the most open to listening to a dead girl? So that's why I'm glad they went with the child here rather than like Emily talking to Liza in, in the Beyond. What are all the crying children things all about? How come they always have vic vic victims, victims of uh, Freudstein? So he killed a bunch of kids? That's what we're getting at? Yeah, he, kills the, kids, kills, he kills the kids to rejuvenate his cells so he can live forever. He kills the kids. That's why uh, That's why you always hear the crying. I made That made yeah. sense to me this time. He's killing okay, the kids. Okay, that's my question. I didn't yeah. know that. Where did you get children out of this? I, I didn't see any... 
telltale signs that he was a child murderer. Did they say there was a bunch of missing children in the area over the years? Did no, they, but they when you, see, when you see like the bodies on the table, it looks like little small children, tiny skulls and tiny bodies, and plus the crying and, and they, they just I mean they kill other people too. He needs he needs human victims, but I'm assuming he's killing a lot of children as well. And Mrs. Freudstein is the caretaker of the children after they're dead. So Bob gets to stay, and. And, and the little girl is dead, and Bob is alive, and the caretaker is dead. So he gets to join these two ghosts. No, is Bob's dead? dead. Bob's dead. Are you talking about at the end? At the end, Bob's yeah. dead. How was he, he dead? From what? He didn't make it. He didn't make it. How did, he never made it he out. He didn't make it. He didn't make what? it. He didn't make it. They just didn't show the kill. They did it in a more artistic way. You see the father get killed. You see the mother get killed. And you see Bob trying to get out. Then all of a sudden, May pulls him out. It's just sort of like... Yeah sparing him from the horrors of having to see in his own you know mutilated body but he's dead and he's gonna see, live that... in this like in like a purgatory and he's gonna join may and they're it's gonna interesting. Have to... you find you figured all this shit out in this movie and then I, and in the last movie you have all these questions i, I, I look i, I could be completely wrong movie, too everything i could listen, not... somebody could listen to it and be like that's fucking bullshit that's just how i interpreted this time and i'm like okay all right like i'm on board with this well, my biggest thing is, why do they have a tomb entrance to the basement? <laughs> it's like they've got in the room. There's the tomb, the tomb entrance, and then and then I'm like, oh, but the basement door just leads right to it as well. So <laughs> I'll just go through the basement door. I mean, uh, something's weird there. I well, don't know if that was that's just something too weird with all the movies. Is like when when somebody has an opportunity to run or get out, it seems like they move very slow or just stand <laughs> there and lollygag. It's like, get the fuck out of the basement. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, they're frightened. I, I, I get frozen with fear. We That's something we have to accept in, in so many horror movies. It is yeah. what it is, you know? Did the you think decapitation the, the, the mannequin? The mannequinino get decapitated? Yeah, you, yeah, that. You know I, you know who I thought it looked like when I first saw Brooke Shields? 100%. <laughs> I, oh, that's Brooke Shields. And that's what she would have looked like about that time. Well, maybe not that time. Hold on. Maybe that was a few. When did the Blue Lagoon come out a couple years later, maybe? Uh, I have no clue. Big but, part of my childhood, the Blue Lagoon. Oh, well, that was a, that was supposed to be like a foreshadowing, right? Yeah, that was like the, the the soft core movie. Yeah, of that, that time. was a foreshadowing because it was Anna's head. But uh, yeah. big part of my childhood, the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> Weird. I just like the way you said that. It's like it's big a good part of my childhood. Too. It's fun. You ever watch the Blue Lagoon? It's been a long time since watch I've seen it. it. Watch it now. I'm telling you, it's pretty fucking. It, I don't know. It was very intriguing when I was young. Not just because of Naked Brook Shields, but the story between these two. I bet if you watch it now, you pull a, a lot of stuff out of it artistically. But anyway, I'll, I'll here, pull a lot of stuff. <laughs> all right, here's something. Here's something I pull out of this. Here's something I pull out of this story as well, because this one's this one's got a lot of underlying like hidden things. The agent acts like he's seen the husband before. She acts like it, and a couple other people yes, even reference. Here's what I think was happening. I think that this husband, this Norman, was no damn good. I think not only had he been to this town before, but I think he was having an affair with Anna, the babysitter. Because what the fuck was up with Anna? They didn't explain that either, and that's another critique. She I think they. I think. Woman. I think they were having. An, I think they were having an affair. Because he. Because someone even said, "I've seen you with your daughter," and yes. Anna's a lot younger than him, so it would make sense. Like I'm like he, he's been there. He's down there because the guy, the other guy who was killed. Who killed his mistress and then himself or they say did was obviously cheating he killed his mistress because remember he said he right. never went to see the wife 
So, if there's one philandering guy, here's another philandering guy. They were probably both going down to that house to cheat together. Wait, was Anna the mistress? I'm uh, That was my guess, the way they kept she looking at She was fucking on both you telling me. No, I, I don't think, no, Anna wasn't the mistress. Okay. The mistress was okay. killed. The other guy's mistress was killed, uh, Peterson. Maybe Anna was a ghost. Look, anyway, I'm, I'm yeah, going too deep. But, but Dave, <laughs> Dave, going back to like the ending, the ending, as Brandon said, like they're literally walking away, the girl that we know is a ghost, with Mrs. Freudstein, right? And Bob, so how did and, you think he survived? What, why? Because I saw with my own two eyes. He was the thing was thing, and the girl fucking dragged him out. Okay, Bob lives because she she pulled him out. Parents are dead. So I'm thinking, well, what's going to happen to Bob now? They're going to go off with these two, and you know what I mean? He opens what? up a mattress store and he sells Bobopedics. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you think he didn't survive? Because of how Brandon explained it. I think you, well, you yeah, watch him. Yesterday when you watched the movie or last week or whatever. So you always have the same, you've always come to the same conclusion that Brandon mentioned. I'm, o- I'm always with Christian when he watches this movie. Explain <laughs> <it>. Yeah. Because <laughs> you um, asked me, so I'm going to ask you. Now. I got to, well, no, I don't even know. I don't have an opinion on that because I never even thought of it before because I was just watching the movie. To be honest, these movies, I, I'll probably remember them more now than ever before because I've watched them twice in a row now. But even earlier, I said I forgot the be- uh, the Beyond started blending together. It's kind of like, in, uh, this is going to be a horrible comparison because people are going to l- lose their minds over this that are diehard fans of this. It's like the Saw series. There's so fucking many movies that yeah. they blur together after a while until you rewatch them again. So again, to, to, to strengthen my argument, I'm saying... They all blend together. I wasn't thinking the last scene of this movie was Bob walking away, but then when seeing it again, I'm like, oh, okay, so he didn't die and he's he's being taken away. They just didn't want to show a super gory kid death because he's being taken care of now or watched. That's what you thought, but now you're now you think that Brandon might be right about this. No, that's what Brandon was saying. Yeah, no, he basically <laughs> said the same thing. You said he survived. That that then then it's not the same thing. He died. No, I didn't say he survived. I thought you said they didn't want to show a kid kill, so he survived. They didn't didn't show the death. Yeah, they didn't show the death. Okay. Okay, I get it. So you you, you felt the same way as B. You guys had the same same takeaway. I'm not. Even even some people think at the end of City of the Living Dead that the kid running towards them is actually a zombie and that he turns at the last minute, but they never showed John John getting killed or anything. Like, that's one theory with that, with that cutaway. I think you've helped me, honestly. I yeah. think that does. I I'm okay with that. That's it's kind of it's kinda, this one's kind of the most emotional because like honestly, like I, I was talking to Sam because I, I I'm in a chat with Sam. I've, I've known Sam for a long time, and uh, he he brought this up. He's like the voiceover for Bob gets less and less annoying the more you watch it. And I totally agree. This time I actually had like no issue with it. I agree. Like, I could see how it's annoying a little bit still. I, I could see like the first but... time you see it. Yes, you gotta get very used to it, like, right. oh, yeah, it's right. very off-putting. But you man, know? the character, like, Bob's character is actually pretty good. Like, he's really, he tries. He's, he's not a bad actor either. The no. kid, like, I mean, the, like I said earlier, with the shit that he's gotta go through, and he's screaming, seeing decapitated heads. And oh this, man, that, and the other that thing. kill, that kill is awesome with the knife on both sides cutting that his, his head mom off. being Ooh. dragged oh. down the fucking steps. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's scary stuff too. Like, I mean, there's some good good stuff here, as 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 we've yeah. said. I mean, I don't think. Dude, we... though, but the father when he stands, when he stamps, when he stamps Freudstein, and then he just stands there as Freudstein rips his throat out. It's like it's almost like he went like oh. this. Like, here, rip my throat out, please. Like, come on. 
I find that, again, there's all these heroic moments that end up getting... Like, I wasn't necessarily... You wouldn't expect that the parents get killed. You wouldn't expect yeah. that. You, you kind of feel, okay, they're going to get out as a family or whatever. But nope. No. Nope. Oh, and throat it's ripped like, out. It's, it's almost like I can't tell about <laughs> Mrs. Feuerstein. She's 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 not good, but she's almost like not bad. She's taking oh, May Fraudstein. and Bob. It's she, pronounced... It's almost like she... Freudstein. <laughs> She's like subservient to, to Dr. Freudstein. It's like she, they won't stand up to him. Like, now you have to be, now that you're a Freudstein, you have to behave like a Freudstein because we're going to have many more guests. It's almost as if they have to continue to, like, obey him and bring bring victims to the house to, to feed Freudstein. The only thing I didn't like about Freudstein, I did not like the look of him. Like, you see oh. these glowing eyes. You see the glowing eyes in the basement throughout, which is cool. Cheesy. It's frightening. No, the that eyes are going everywhere. But then when you see his face at the end, he has no eyes. It's just like yeah. a, it just looks like a plastic face. And when they stab him, a bad that's mask. the grossest thing. With the shit, with the shit melting intestines and the worms coming out of him. I'm saying to myself, I'm cool. saying if this guy is immortal and he's killing all these victims to replenish his his blood cells and it's all that. It's not working. Exactly. <laughs> that's why he almost should have been, he should have been more human-like. I it's, know. It should have been working. Should have been like it should have been like fuck skinless Frank. Ex yeah, yeah. That's the oh, that's that that's my biggest issue with this one is is the look of Freudstein, because, because they even show when they even show when he's grabbing people, he's got one hand that's a little mangled and then one hand is a normal hand. But then when you see him, he looks like a fucking knockoff Frankenstein. No, no, Frankenstein looks like a human anteater or something like it's a really really weird like he's all ah, he's like really fucking fucked up what is yeah. he all he's all ah. Ah. <laughs> blau yeah. blau <laughs> blau oh, he's good at belial <laughs> yeah yeah just that that's that's the one thing with this one and with um even in the beyond with some of the makeup they did on like the zombies on the head, it looked very patchy, and I didn't like that. I liked the gore effects and stuff, but I didn't like, like, some of, like, the... I don't know what they're, if they're using latex or whatever. It just, it looked too, too patched on there. Okay, two quick questions about the... I, I don't... Well, okay, this doesn't mean... Did you... <laughs> that, that doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> he says, well, I have too many, we're running out of time, so hold on. Don't... How come they said they don't know what... The, the official records don't mean a thing. You go to a fucking cemetery to get there. That's the only place that they would mean a thing. They absolutely have to mean a thing. At, they're the official fucking cemetery records. And the guy tells them, ah, official records don't mean a thing. It's just rumors. Why would rumors be printed in a fucking, in a yeah. fucking cemetery's fucking plots? That's ridiculous. <laughs> they should not have put that scene in there. They sh it should have been. And then he, all of a sudden, somehow... In the midst of him leaving that cemetery and coming back to the house, he figures out everything about Freud's team. It doesn't make any sense. He comes back and says, oh, we got to get out of this house. Bob's behind the door. As soon as we get him out, we got to leave. Why? I'll well, tell you he, he heard the tape. He heard that tape. Remember, he listened to the tape at the library before he even went to the, to New York to see the grave. He was well, at the library. Why not the grave? If, if, it's there, if, it, if there was enough to sell him, why not go and get your family the fuck out there? I, I agree. He listened to the tape, and then he leaves, and the wife sees him and is like, Norman? And then he drives to New York, which is 200 miles away. So he's driving for like probably six hours. Once right. you heard that tape, you're right. He should have gone home. It shouldn't have even been. They should have. You're right. That scene really doesn't belong. No, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I think you might be right about the Anne thing. And the Anne kill, to me, it was surprising 
and great because I thought she was in on it. I thought she was one of the people that were, you know what I yeah. mean? She was part yeah. of the evil going on. So when she got killed, I was like, wow, that's cool. And it was a great kill anyway. So I wanted to say that. And they, you, they do touch upon that thing. There may be a bit enough there because their eyes meet in that one their scene. Their eyes meet, yet every time, let every time Lucy talks to her, she looks away. She can't look right. at her and doesn't talk to her, obviously. That's why I thought she was a ghost, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit convoluted still. You've helped me out a little bit. I still think the other two are a little more straightforward. That's all I'll say about it. I still... The kills are, are great. I love the kills, and the story's fine, you know? So, you know... What else can I say? I don't have anything else I could say. I think that, that oh, you shouldn't have come, Bob. <laughs> I love that line. You shouldn't have come, Bob. <laughs> did, she did she turn German at one point? She's supposed like... to be German. From oh, the is she Freudstein. Freud. Oh, that's yeah, right. She. Oh, that's right. It turns out that she's actually the daughter of Freudstein. Something. Yeah, because the Freudstein. Freudstein. I'm gonna stroke in one way or the other. Yeah, it's you're. you're I think the mother. I think uh, Mary Freudstein says you're, you're a Freudstein. Yeah. Okay. No, because because it, it sounds like she's talking without like a heavy accent. Then at one point it gets very German, and then yes. it was off putting. It was like, Bob, I thought I told you not to come. Right. <laughs> now you sound. That, that was a it. horrible German, by the way. <laughs> that wasn't a German accent. <laughs> that was, what the fuck yeah. was that? I don't know. I was really drunk at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the anyway. shots in the house are great, though. Like, again, great cinematography. I don't know if I would have picked that house to go screw in at the beginning of the movie. There's more cobwebs around. There's not one place to fuck. But these, these two go people go in. because f- it's abandoned. A car is abandoned. I got my car outside. I'm, just, I'm doing something off-putting to show that that's how it felt while watching the movie. It's not like, it's not like she <laughs> so, turned all Hitlerish. It was that just, was your German. Hitlerish. Yeah, that was my German. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Angela Merkel. Ed's Ed story. Unbelievable. Did do you think the kids had lipstick on? It seemed to me that both children were wearing lipstick in this movie. Never thought about it once, and I'll probably <laughs> well, never I think about it. Again. Oh, I thought about it yesterday when the one scene when he was us looking at something and she came up behind him. I'm like, she's wearing lipstick. This little girl. Then look at it and go, fucking Bob's wearing lipstick too. Anyway, I don't know. Somebody get back to me on that one. I'm pretty sure that they applied something on their lips. To yeah, see, Bob, them. put that shiza lipstick on. Yeah. <laughs> yes anyway uh the fiddle faddle box is funny for some reason it keeps showing up once it's on the the table then later on it's on the counter i'm like why they keep showing this fiddle faddle they want to make sure you knew you're in the states because only americans would eat fucking fiddle faddle (laughs) no you don't have fiddle faddle in canada I think we do, How about but crunch and munch. You got crunch yeah. and munch. I think we had crunch and munch. Yeah. Same fucking thing. They're still around, yeah. I think. Fiddle faddle. It's <laughs> one of my favorite. I'm more, uh, of, I'm more of a crunch and munch guy. See, now that's a game to play. That, that's what I'm saying. I love taking a taste test. I'm gonna, if I can find a fiddle faddle and a crunch and munch before next time we record, I'm gonna do a taste test of them both and and, and make a. I love doing shit like that. That'll probably be our last show then. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> great. You you do that. Come on, weigh in. <laughs> in. And I know people have. A, what is it? Fiddle faddle or crunch and munch? Everybody's got an opinion. I'm sure. How yeah. we talk about bag milk and everything else? Why not? <laughs> but that's next show. Let's rate this movie. For me. Oh, should I go up a little bit because of... I, I, okay, I'm going to give B the credit. And, and a little bit more has been explained. I'll say it's an 8 out of 10. I was at a 7.5. I'll go up to an 8. 8 out of 10 for me. And it's 8 out of 10 for me as well. Like, no, 
nice. These are all highly enjoyable. I'm just trying to think of again. You can't not, you know, pick out pick apart certain things. I know it's a sign of the times and stuff like that. And no one was giving us like when you were a gorehound back in the day. These were the movies you went to. Yeah. Man. So I didn't see these as a kid. I was I was too mainstream as a kid. I wish I had discovered these when I was younger. These would yeah. probably be if I had to say what was that I didn't watch that weren't mainstream. It would be the Argento and the Fulci films. Fulci, are you happy now? F- films, those would be the ones. Fucci? <laughs> Dr. Fucci. Isn't that the guy? Dr. Anyway. Fucci. <laughs> yeah, the golden guy? <laughs> uh, Fauci. Well, okay, whatever. Dr. Fucci. I'm going to call him that for now. <laughs> Fucci. <laughs> okay, we got to go. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Sorry about it, but we had a late start and an and a, and a early quitting time today. It's just the way it worked out. So you, you had to leave early, play. Dave had to show up late, and yep. I was here the whole time. he's gonna just talk to himself for the next half hour anyway next show we'll make up for it we'll have a long show we'll bullshit we'll have a lot of fun and it's our anniversary or is it no it's 150 show sorry (laughs) (laughs) anniversary i'm fucked up see anyway that's all we love you guys Um, love you long time